welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report, the day for July the 15th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. And today, it looks like if you want a PlayStation 5 this holiday season, you are going to have a bit of an easier time getting your hands on one because Sony is building twice as many PlayStation 5s in 2020 as it had originally planned to meet COVID-19 demand. This is, of course, according to reports from Bloomberg and Nikai. Rather than producing 5 or 6 million consoles, the company aims to manufacture up to 9 or 10 million, depending on whether you believe Nikai or Bloomberg, respectively. That massive boost is attributed to the extra entertainment demands from folks locked at home by the coronavirus. Considering that the PlayStation 5's launch is tentatively set for holiday 2020, those figures would be pretty massive. For some perspective, the PS4 originally launched in November 2013, yes, that long ago, and Sony had sold 4.2 million by the end of the year. Facebook is also increasing Oculus VR headset production for that reason, Nikai reports. Its goal is to ship 2 million headsets by the end of 2020, a 50% increase over units shipped in 2019. The pandemic might have boosted demand, but could also stymie Sony's and Facebook's efforts to ship the extra devices in time for the holidays. Most are manufactured in China and shipped via ocean freighters, and COVID-19 demand for consoles and other home entertainment products has jammed everything up. Nintendo, for one, had trouble stocking switches to keep up with demand for that reason. As such, Sony may reportedly try to use air cargo despite the fact that many carriers are operating at reduced capacity due to COVID-19. So this is a very good move uh, because of the fact that I think that PlayStation 5 desirability uh, is underestimated. I think a lot more people are going to be wanting these consoles than four to six million consoles could even uh, provide room for this holiday season. I certainly think this is something that is going to be a good investment in the long run because if there is an abundance of PlayStation 5s, you are going to be able to sell an abundance of them this holiday season. Uh, you certainly don't want a shortage going into holiday 2020. Uh, and right now, economically, it's a very difficult time for a lot of people. Uh, but there are also many people that are stuck working from home. There are also many people uh, that have funds that they would normally spend on going out to the movies or going to amusement parks that have been accumulating. And so, for instance, if a family did not take a vacation for summer 2020 for fear of COVID-19, they can take those funds and buy a PlayStation 5. And I think a a lot of families might actually be in that boat. Now, the same could be said for Xbox Series X, but we know little to nothing about how the production of that console is going. If they're ramping up, repairing back, uh, that is still yet to be seen. But it looks like Sony is making millions of extra PS5s, going up to 9 or 10 million, depending on which report you believe. Uh, will that be enough to quelch the thirst of fans? I suppose we will have to wait and see. Uh, but even if you double the numbers from the PlayStation 4 generation, if you look at the time period between uh, the beginning of November and the end of December, they sold 4.2 million back in the day. If you double that, or even by two and a half times, uh, you are still coming in right around that 10 million mark. So that seems like a pretty good mark to hit. Uh, but we will see if this does in fact become a reality. But moving on, PES 2021 has been pared back as Konami focuses on the Xbox Series X and PS5 version. The publisher has confirmed, though, there will be a release this year with an affordably priced season update. Konami has announced big changes to this year's Pro Evolution Soccer game, with PES 2021 scaled back in favor of dedicating more time to a next-gen title. 
In a statement on its website, the company said it is already developing an Xbox Series X and PS5 version of its popular football series with a shift to Unreal Engine, more realistic player models and animations, enhanced physics, and more. However, the sheer scale of the project has compelled the publisher to pare back other areas of development. As a result, this year's game will launch as a streamlined offering in the form of a season update to keep fans satisfied until the next-gen version is ready. The company expects the next full title to be released for Xbox Series X and PS5 in the second half of 2021. 2020 marks the 25th anniversary of the PES franchise, so Konami has promised the upcoming update will release an affordable anniversary price with several bonuses. Interestingly, the statement never refers to PES by its new title, eFootball PES, following a surprise rebrand last year. Konami recently revealed it was not renewing license deals with AC Milan and Inter Milan, meaning those clubs will not appear in future PES titles. So this is similar to what happened with NBA Live. Of course, NBA Live is the competitor, if you want to call it that, to NBA 2K20, or I should say 2K21 now. And so the NBA Live game for last year ended up being canceled entirely in exchange for a further focus on development of a next-gen version. Of course, that is all what we have heard, but that is the reasoning uh, behind the change for last year's big NBA game. Now, PES, of course, is still taking the backseat to FIFA in a lot of different ways, including the overall quality of the game, if we're being quite frank. Uh, but it is gaining a lot of traction. In recent years, PES has grown to be a very well-respected sports title, uh, and it should be because it does have a lot of bells and whistles that make it a respectable competitor to FIFA. Uh, and so I think this is probably a good option. And in a perfect world, the ideal outcome for PES 2021 is actually a positive reception of the update for PES 2020. Uh, because if you are able to put out a yearly update uh, that simply cost $20 to $30, let's say that, uh, and it has marginal upgrades that also update rosters, well, that's pretty much what you get with a brand new game. Uh, and so if that ends up selling very well and players support that in a big way, you could potentially see that kind of shift going throughout the industry when it comes to sports annualized titles. So just having a Madden game that gets a yearly $25 to $30 update, uh, if you want to look at FIFA in the same way, maybe even MLB The Show, that would be phenomenal. And then every five years, there's a new version that comes out that costs $60. Bucks. Or if rumors are to be believed, the new $70 uh, for the current, or excuse me, the next gen games. But regardless, PES 2021 has been pared back, uh, but it looks like a very beefy Xbox Series X and PS5 version is on the way. New statistics show that three quarters of all U.S. households include someone who plays video games. Very interesting statistic that shows video game playing is on the rise. More than 214 million people in the U.S. in 2020 play video games at least one hour per week, and three-quarters of all U.S. households include at least one person who plays video games. That is according to the ESA's 2020 Essential Facts about the Video Game Industry Report, which includes data from a July 2020 survey of 4,000 Americans conducted by IPOS. Ipsos? Sure, why not? Uh, it concludes that 64% of U.S. adults and 70% of those in the U.S. under age 18 play video games on the regular with 38% of all gamers falling into the 18 to 34 age range and 21 under the age of 18, 6% of gamers are 65 or older. That makes approximately 169 million gaming adults in the U.S., up from 164 million reported in 2019. 
By gender breakdown, the survey reports that 41% of all gamers in the U.S. are women, down from 44% last year and 45% in 2018. The gender split seems to fluctuate evenly from year to year, with additional data from the ESA shared with GI.biz demonstrating that the percentage of women who play games in the U.S. has bounced between 44 and 41 percent over the last five years. And according to data shared by Able Gamers, there are around 46 million video game players in the United States with disabilities. By system, 73% of gamers in the U.S. report owning a console, while 43% they owned a handheld system of some kind. 29% said they owned a VR system. The survey also looked at parents with children who game, finding that 87% of parents are aware of ESRB ratings, flat from last year. However, while last year 98% of parents who were aware of the ratings were confident in their accuracy, this year that percentage dropped to 83%. Of all parents surveyed who have children who play games, 92% pay attention to the games their child plays, up 2% from 2019. As for those ESRB ratings themselves, 4,034 games received ratings in 2019, well up from 2,768 in 2018. Of those games, 45% received an E for Everyone rating in 2019, up from 42% the year before, and 13% received an M for Mature rating, up from 9% the previous year. So, the first thing I want to point out is that if I'm reading this correctly, all of these facts come from a survey of 4,000 Americans. That's a relatively small sample size that can vary greatly depending on where you are getting uh, these people from. Are you taking them from a variety of households, some in New York, some in the middle of Idaho, some in California, some in Washington, some here in North Carolina? Uh, I would love to see these statistics. And of course, if you do want to get into the intricacies, you can read the full report uh, via the ESA, which is a 24-page document if you did want to give it a look, but it looks to be pretty well designed. Uh, now, back to the article at hand, uh, this shows a lot of fluctuations. Again, the percentage of female gamers is falling. Overall, the percentage is rising. Uh, but mainly, it seems to be pretty much run-of-the-mill what you would expect in terms of age, specifically. Uh, younger people play games, but of course, as people age, it's going to be interesting to track those trends. Will that 18 to 34% continue to grow, and will the middle-aged range uh, continue to grow as well as people my age in the next 10 to 15 years grow into that 30 to 50 range, or whatever it might be? So very interesting to track, uh, but one big statistic that stuck out to me personally, 29% said they owned a VR system. That's a pretty massive statistic. That's a lot of people. Uh, that's a lot more than I expected. So uh, very interesting to see that one. But I will say the ESRB, do you really know what your kids are playing? That's just my question. Uh, one that pops into my mind personally, but that's just me. However, a story that will not stop. Seven directors later, the Uncharted movie has finally started filming. However, not technically. Eurogamer understands that filming itself has not yet started despite Tom Holland's day one post. A Sony rep said preparations were still underway and the team is hoping to start soon. End quote. Of course, in March, a seventh director peer appeared for the Uncharted movie in the form of Ruben Fleischer from Zombieland and Venom, and we now know that filming is beginning soon. The news comes from Tom Holland, who shared an image of his chair emblazoned with Nate on his Instagram page. 
Holland is playing a young version of Nathan Drake in the film and recently shared an image showing the results of his training for the role. Apparently, he's been attempting to keep pace with co-star Mark Wahlberg, who is now playing the older sidekick Sully after originally being set to play as Nathan. In February, Holland said the film told the original story of the games and the script was one of the best he's ever read. Perhaps there is hope yet for this film and if all goes to plan, we might finally see it release in 2021. Doubtful. Uh, quite doubtful. I, I, I really just doubt that. Uh, but Tom Holland is on the move. It looks like he is going to be uh, working closely to become the Uncharted star that we all want him to become. But again, uh, this movie still hasn't started production. This is not going to be coming out in time for next summer. That makes no sense to me. If you have not started filming the movie, and it is July, between filming, inevitably somebody breaking a leg or something, waiting for them to heal, or finding a green screen to do the job, and then editing the entire thing, then sending it out to theaters, uh, there's just not enough time in the day. That's just my two cents. Uh, but it looks like things are beginning to roll. At the very least, it looks like it's still on track for a release at some point in the future. But if you are looking forward to Marvel's Avengers beta, it is beginning on August the 14th for Xbox One pre-orders, and an open beta is beginning for all on August the 21st. The beta times for Marvel's Avengers have been announced via IGN first. PS4 owners who have pre-ordered the game will be getting priority access, with the beta beginning for them on August the 7th. After that, anyone who has pre-ordered the game on Xbox One or PC will get to hop in on August the 14th. And finally, the beta becomes open to everyone on any platform with no pre-order required on August the 27th. Another War Table presentation will be held by Crystal Dynamics on July 29th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, which will dive into what the beta has in store. Of course, for another look at Marvel's Avengers, you can check out the War Table gameplay on the Windows Central post. Uh, but overall, the game is set to release on September the 4th of 2020 with a free upgrade for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X version when that comes out at some point in the future. Uh, so again, this is more of a PSA. If you are pre-ordering the game that has slightly off character models that look close enough to the movie to where you can identify who is who, uh, but you're not comfortable enough to call them Captain America and Hulk, uh, by all means, you can check out the open beta that begins on August the 21st. But, of course, you are going to be looking at a tiered system. Again, those dates are uh, the August 7th date is going to be the PS4 beta for those that have pre-ordered. Uh, for those that have pre-ordered on August the 14th on either the Xbox One or PC, you can jump in and everybody gets in on August the 27th. But maybe you don't want to pre-order the game. Maybe you don't want an Avengers game. Maybe you want a Battle Royale. Spellbreak, the Battle Royale game with cool magical combat, will be free to play. Can the draw of cool spell-based multiplayer combat outweigh our collective disinterest in up-and-coming Battle Royale titles that have their work cut out for them, or are we irreversibly burned out, they ask at Destructoid? I know that I am. Uh, that's where the author is with at Spellbreak, or at with Spellbreak, a magic-focused Battle Royale game coming to Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC this year. It has a flashy enough look to stand out at a glance, and as announced today, it has the free-to-play model it will absolutely need to get enough players in the door. Quote, going free to play and ensuring the game will be cross-play on day one reinforces our goal of making sure Spellbreak will be accessible to as many people as possible, said Proletariat CEO Seth Sivak. Today's free-to-play trailer is more short than sweet, so you might want to watch this beta footage too. So another free Battle Royale, if you do want to uh, go ahead and give it a look, uh, this is magic-based. That's its big gimmick. Uh, does it look impressive? 
eh, it looks more Realm Royale than Fortnite, in my opinion. Uh, probably not going to be checking this one out, but if you are into magic, uh, then you might want to give this one a look. But uh, personally, not really, not really tickling my fancy from the gameplay that I've seen so far. But hey, in a world where free-to-play games dominate, maybe this one is going to garner a huge following, and it could be the next big thing. You never really know. I hope the best for the dev team and the game itself. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below and let me know what stories caught your eye. Are you in the market for a PS5 and will you try to get one this holiday season? On top of that, are you one of the three quarters of US households that includes someone who plays video games? You probably are if you're watching this show, I would say. And of course, will you see the Uncharted movie? Those are the questions I have for you. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your night. I'll talk to you soon and peace.